0: Bertrand Ruffle, Ruffles works for Ruffles. Bertrand Ruffles is my, <laughs> my favorite and the and the, and the smartest um, uh, potato chip brand. <laughs> it, the way I see it, there's Bertrand Ruffles and then there's not Bertrand Ruffles, and everything in the world kind of you know, uh, kind of fits into those two categories. You
1: know, it's hard to argue with that. It's a,
0: little set theory joke for everyone out there
1: cameron there are 10 kinds of people in this world those that understand binary and those that don't a bad man, that cruel stack of lee. It's think outside the box set, the internet's only hot take machine and outrage uh generator. And I'm Nathan Hunt. <laughs>
0: I'm Cameron DeWitt, and I don't know if I can take all this heat anymore. People <laughs> we we are so influential and so polarizing, and mm-hmm. it's I'm starting to get it's, I'm starting to get a little cynical about it. It's like are these really my opinions or do I just want uh, to to maintain the massive amount of downloads that we have.
1: Exactly, Cameron. Even if they wh- hate downloads, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Cameron, when you when you are a part of something that is as defining as this is, you start to question yourself and you think am i actually being myself or am i just sort of the embodiment the avatar the z- of the zeitgeist am i like the chosen representative for for my generation you know it's it's yeah. the kind of this is the kind of dilemma that bob dylan went through in the 60s you know and we, i think you and i are going through that all the time honestly yeah well it's at least interesting um consistently <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's always interesting and never boring and uh, we never and, fuck and up who,
0: and uh, what what better segue to to go into talking about Britney Spears um who, the subject of this season 17 of Think Outside the Box set i believe this is episode 4 we're talking about the album
1: In the Zone In the Zone Get in the Zone Auto Zone you <laughs> hear those commercials? Yeah, Otto <laughs> is
0: parenthetical. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's mostly about mufflers. Mm-hmm. Um, the first album was sort of a... Um, they were throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing that stuck was uh, Max Martin. And s- stuck stick he did. Yeah, the the, the writer of Ellipses Baby One More Time.
1: Ellipses and- Baby One More
0: Time. <laughs> it kind of fits it does <laughs> and uh the second album oops i did it again it was like oh let's double down triple down let's make a whole album of all of that
1: yeah of that one song basically Britney
0: is the sort of transitional period she's not a girl not yet a woman let's make a whole album that's <laughs> and sort she, of about she made her. that
1: subtext uh super text
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> The whole album is about her transitioning into a new kind of persona, Mm -hmm. um, which is like, I'm going to be a little more sexual, but I'm still thinking about my past. And this, this album is, is sort of full, like the persona is full womanhood, no infantilizing at all. And it's, Mm -hmm. um, the, the message here is that she is, uh, empowered she is um you if you're going to that you you should sexualize her and that there's nothing weird or fetishy fetishy fetish fetish
1: fetish fettuccine i think is what you're thinking of
0: there's nothing fettuccine about it it's (laughs) just like straight up like here's a sexy here's a sexy lady doing a sexy dance talking about sex Mm -hmm. um and yeah, most of the songs are about dancing um and kind of different <laughs> slightly different perspectives on dancing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh it's what if what if the music and my participation in the music as dancing were sort of adversaries of each other. Mm-hmm. What if, it, what if uh, dancing to a song was like a competition? It's sort of the inverse the of Macklemore of
1: when he fucked music. Yeah. She has a fight with music. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, see uh, seasons, episode to hear more about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and then and then some lower concept songs like when. For instance, when Britney Spears got that, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there there are some, a, a couple moments in this album that kind of stand out. Uh, I mostly, I, I want to spend most of our time on on, on this album talking about, um, got touch of my hand, which is one of the most interesting songs that I think we will have ever covered on this show ever. So I want to I I want to cu- I want to carve out some space to talk about that.
2: Okay.
1: Song because first fr-
0: we never really touched on anything like touch of my hand.
1: And the uh, the first credited writer on that song is Spears herself.
0: First credited. Yeah, yeah. I would fucking certainly hope so.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Based on the content, but that's a little a little teaser. A little teaser for whenever we get to
1: that song. This What did you think uh, of this album? It it was pretty good. I um yeah, I, I think I enjoyed it more than last album. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's more varied. It's definitely much more adult. It really feels like Britney has decided what her adult persona is going to be. And yeah. it is... I, it, it feels like very patterned on um, Madonna in terms of just like image yep. and like the way that she uh, y- uses and like interacts with her own sexuality and like presents it. Um, a lot of the music sounded like Kylie Minogue um, mm, from around this time. I'm
0: actually very familiar with her.
1: I really only know a, a couple songs, um, but the the songs I know of from hers are uh, Come Into My World and Can't Get You Out of My Head, which both came out in 2001, I believe. So it's they're pretty much contemporary, but it kind of sounds like they heard the Kylie Minogue album and a couple years later like, we'll do it on the Britney one too um yeah holy shit Moby is credited as one of the the writers the second writer on early morning Moby's in there god th- that was what a weird time where when Moby was relevant <laughs> and a weird like flash in the pan and then he's uh, yeah. been trying to like get back in the news by saying that he dated Natalie Portman or whatever
0: yeah it sounded like he was pretty problematic pretty problematic pretty problematic i think he what, did what is it <laughs> with like these twice her age
1: <laughs> dudes who are like claiming to date women and women are like no we never dated and it's like oh yeah we totally dated like yeah, fred durst did that with britney <laughs> and
0: he's yeah. like i guess i guess you know she wasn't interested in associating her, her herself with a guy like me <laughs> as if as if we're supposed to take pity on him as opposed to be like, yeah, no shit. You <laughs> fucking scumbag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we hate you. Uh, oh, my God. Um, you wrote a song about hot dog water. Go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, Go, stay in your lane, bud. <laughs> uh, I just saw in the Wikipedia article uh, the impact and legacy section for this album. Uh, Sal Chinkamani. I don't know how that's how I'm pronounced, uh, of Slant Magazine stated, for a girl who's always seemed too sexed up for her age, in the zone, finds Brittany finally filling her britches, so to speak. Oh, uh, God. I think, they, I think he's saying that she pooped her pants. That's the only way I can take that <laughs> phrase, Cameron. Oh, no, I filled my britches. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's they, not a phrase. That's like
0: not a phrase there are a fair amount of like problematic uh reviews of this album um yeah yeah that i i read this other review i can't remember where it is maybe i'll find it in the learning links but um uh it 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 was comparing the sexual personas of um Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera mm. and it's it it referred to christina aguilera as a natural born skank oh,
1: oh yeah i'm looking at it right now <laughs> read it it says uh er- this is Stephen thomas erlewine uh the recurring uh like minor villain of of uh, think outside the box set he had some shitty <laughs> things to world. say about garth yeah and the world <laughs> Stephen thomas erlewine um erlewine compared Compared Spears to her peer, uh, Spears peer, uh, Christina Aguilera, explaining that both equated maturity with transparent sexuality and the pounding sounds of nightclubs. But while Aguilera, quote, comes across like a natural-born skank, Britney is the girl next door, cutting loose at college, drinking and smoking and dancing, and sexing just a little too recklessly, since this is the first time she can indulge herself. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, it's like... I. 2003 like maybe, was another planet, Cameron. <laughs> maybe an argument could be made that he's talking about personas. Because I
2: yeah. think... I think...
0: And not the actual people. And that he's talking about the art as opposed to the artist. Mm-hmm. Um But I kind of don't... The whole... Because <laughs> I kind of see what he means. Because, like, we've been doing that, too. We're talking about the Britney Spears persona. Right. Um, and, like the kind of sexuality that is being portrayed and he's not wrong if he's talking about the art. um, But I think the problem is that I think he's um, blurring the lines of, you know, kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, He's, he's falling into that same kind of trap or clickbaitiness or shockingness, you know, um, he's doing the same thing.
1: I, I just can't trust. I can't trust anyone who's trying to talk about persona using the phrase natural born skank. (laughs) like i you know what any any (laughs) any like uh benefit of the doubt that he could have gotten from me is gone after that
0: (laughs) um i really resent that because i have been that's sort of been my persona in the show is the natural born skank oh no of us and um i feel I don't know a bit erased uh but that's okay we'll talk about that off mic
1: <laughs> oh shit i'm so sorry
0: it when you're not too busy uh drinking and sexing
1: <laughs> cameron this is the the first time i can indulge myself okay <laughs> i'm just the boy next door type and i need to to let my wings uh spread <laughs> and my legs
0: I need to let my wings
1: get fucked <laughs> what <laughs> uh, I, I never meant to diminish your skankiness cameron Oh, Nathan, Can, you remember that
0: so recklessly uh, sexual
1: <laughs> i i've been on record too many times as being anti-skank um you remember that dance movie that was called skanking that was big in like we talked the third about these
0: two whole seasons <laughs> for, of the show
1: okay whoops <laughs> i'm still i still can't get over that that's called skanking uh
0: all right Ooh, we've talked about so much already. We've um, talked about ellipses, filling britches. Mm, um, yikes. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, maybe I'm more of a skank immigrant. I don't know. Uh, what? Skank immigrant? As opposed to a natural born. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I
1: see what like, you Like, I don't
0: know if I could be skank president. Like, <laughs> I think it would be contested.
1: You, you'd have to show your long form skank birth certificate. <laughs> Damn it, I should have said skank certificate. That would have been better. Yeah, you should have.
0: <laughs> no, we'll, we'll edit it in. Clean edit point. Okay, Three, clean two, edit point. One, go.
1: You'll have to show them your long form skank certificate. <laughs> okay, is that, was that good? Perfect. Seamless. Yeah. Ooh, uh, uh, should we talk about some songs? Yeah, let's talk about some songs. Uh, do you want to start with uh, the Madonna? Um, the Madonna feature? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. It's called Me Against the Music.
0: she's she's sort of like a pastor in this almost <laughs> how do you mean I mean she's just like she's like addressing the flock oh. um she's like like taking a leadership position uh-huh in
1: yeah in 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 the club I see what you mean it's like when someone gets up and is like can I hear an amen yeah
0: she's wanting people to have um let me see you te- dance se- sexy dancing testimonies mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, Madonna's in this
1: song. Uh, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) It really doesn't sound all that different from just Britney on her own with the backup, you know, her background singers.
0: Nathan, I never know which things made it through, like, which, you got a fair amount of popular culture in, I mean, maybe a comparable amount Mm -hmm. uh, into your... Brain at an early age, but like a comparable amount to me. But we both had kind of similarly, strangely sheltered lives. And we Mm -hmm. listened to a lot of Christian music. Yeah. But do you, did you, were were you aware when this happened? When Britney and Madonna kissed at the VMAs?
1: Uh, no, I was not really aware of that.
0: I was aware of it. It was a very shocking moment for, for the world. Uh Uh-huh two women kissing what? what's next <laughs> next they're gonna want to get married <laughs> um they kissed uh at the at the vmas and i don't remember if that was before this song or at or this album or after it
1: uh i think it might have been before i thought that was like or uh, oh no 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 you're right Uh, it was after this it was in um 2003 uh
0: so they did a, they did a big kiss and she, i feel like yeah this this song is mostly just sort of a, an excuse for them to do to do a big kiss
1: it's wikipedia phrases it as madonna kissing spears and christina aguilera who's also there
0: oh i don't remember her see she she got like really erased out of that she did she got kissed too yeah oh. She's kind of passing the torch, and by torch, I mean spit and probably a lot (laughs) of sweat.
1: Jesus Christ. uh, I just want to point out that uh, we're recording this episode in 2018. Uh, Not sure why I felt the need to point that out here, just because as we know, in 2018, it is totally normal to talk in such a blasé way about sharing spit and sweat and just like getting all up in each other's Uh, business. (laughs) And there's no reason not to do that. And it sure won't sound weird to people in future time periods and their sensibilities based on any world events or anything. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry, that was a weird bit. Uh,
0: no, I, I'm into it. Um, it was so perfect. I, w- I just wanted to just leave it there. <laughs> Too perfect for me to participate in.
1: <laughs> uh that's that's the 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 kindest uh backhanded uh <laughs> <laughs> it was like a backhanded adulation <laughs> yeah. more than a compliment anyway um, me against the music
0: I just think it's such a weird like is there supposed to be any sort of allegorical kind of weight or meaning to that is it like about her relationship with the music industry or is it really just this sort of strange conceit of the song Uh, i'm up against the speaker trying to take on the music it's like a competition me against the beat
1: yeah i mean you're not gonna win i mean the music music can just keep going you just set up an ipod hook up to some speakers it'll keep going for uh, like months if you plug it in with its firewire cable into the wall so its battery doesn't run down but you no matter how many red bulls you drink you're gonna get tired at some point and then you'll have to sleep you're never gonna win cameron
0: yeah. It's a real a real John Henry kind of <laughs> story here.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: that was very funny to me.
0: Um there's this great comic uh where it's it's John Henry and he's like I can beat any machine and then like this robot is like let's play Super Smash Brothers and then they play together and the robotist starts to sweat and is like jesus fuck this guy's good <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just thought i'd have that little aside of some external content that i want to refer to <laughs> that's
1: nice yeah <clears> hmm <throat> all right uh should we just um, keep going let's move on there's nothing yeah i don't like i don't like this song we gotta listen to you. i got that and then in parentheses boom boom
0: yeah the the ying yang twins g after both yeah
2: I begin to dance just a little bit uh, To turn you on Yeah, I got that
1: those fucking timpanis when she says boom boom are so fucking ridiculous <laughs> okay um so i was t- i was live texting cameron when i was listening to this song and i told him that i thought the first like minute kind of sounded like an icp song um uh-huh. so we'll take a especially listen especially to- the banjos yeah <laughs> yeah. well here we go that <laughs> <Bad> voice <laughs> that's a violin J voice voice So that, that he sounds like Violent J there, but that chorus that we just heard with those weird like fucking timpanies, uh, I was like, well, now it's a flight of the Concorde song. Yeah. <laughs> ah, damn! I was trying to skip to that one part of the sound sample. Anyway, you guys remember you heard this the sound sample when those like ridiculous like they almost they sound like they're detuned timpanies too. They're like really bouncy.
0: So j- just in case anyone listening is not sure which one the timpani is it's the one that um you play after a joke bo <laughs> or boo. it's like a it's like the trombone of drums mm-hmm. uh essentially it's a uh it's like a big drum it's like a you know the the skin of the drum is stretched over this huge bowl and there's usually four or five of them mm-hmm. uh, in an orchestra and there's a pedal that will adjust the tension of the head so that it raises and lowers in pitch um and typically you know in uh in an orchestral piece you will tune the timpani to the piece you know you you get your five notes ready and you're going to have an extra accent to you know um certain moments of the piece uh and it'll be in tune it's like specifically you know pitched drums mm-hmm. that are tuned for each individual song um, but you can also do fun stuff with them. So anyway, just w- wanted to explain that in case anyone uh, was not aware of what timpani were, or how
1: they worked. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so that probably means that they just like use the pedal a bunch. It doesn't mean they like actually probably detune them. Like I said,
0: I would assume it's just the pedal. They're yeah. meant to be detuned or tuned. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to go around you know, yeah. like with uh, with like little Allen wrenches or drum keys, <laughs> yeah. like when they want to get that effect mm-hmm. for hilarious jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for all the so Southern
1: boys out there. It is. <laughs> uh, so what's that about?
0: <laughs> Do you want to play that sound sample?
1: Yeah, one sec. This is for all
2: those Southern boys out there.
1: Check this out she says
0: I I kind of liked when she said this is for the southern boys but in that little space between her saying that and the banjo starting because I was like that's kind of nice yeah <laughs> i like that like she's owning her like her her southern identity in this moment mm-hmm. without you know uh without it being too on the nose and then (laughs) i left i left my nose open Mm.
1: (laughs) and you got punched in the nose
0: (laughs) i did uh it's it's on the nose with great force um but they do bring the banjos back and you know at the end of the day uh i uh i enjoy a banjo even when it's a really strange it kind of sounds like a it kind of sounds like the, the banjo that's in the Mario games.
1: <laughs> like a synth keyboard say, banjo? And not real banjo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. But it's kind of fun, so. A midi banjo, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I
0: mean, this song, this song really is, is about
1: how... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say this song is about how how um, dancing can can be sexual. Wait, what? And some sometimes... When you go to the club to dance, uh-huh. it's not because you need to necessarily express yourself or enjoy the the, the physical expression of music um, or have community. It's it's sort of a a way to a- attract a sexual partner, right? Um, and that's uh, kind of the idea that this song is. It's the hypothesis of this song, right?
1: I don't know if it's been proven, but yeah, um, it does put uh, forward that hypothesis. The idea. And I th- I think a secondary uh sort of subplot in this song is uh getting out on the on the dance floor and realizing that you made dookie in your drawers and uh <laughs> you made boom boom on the dance floor and you filled your britches. <laughs> I made Shit. I made boom
2: boom. Ah,
0: I got that boom boom. <laughs> I'll be back maybe if I fucking get it together. <laughs>
1: she does say get on the floor and shake that ass. You don't want to shake it so hard that it (laughs) opens up and (laughs) lets all the dookie out. (laughs) I am five years old. What a terrible show. (laughs) Our show is bad because of me. Um, uh, I I wanted to say, I I didn't look up where Brittany was from. from. I mean, I knew she was from Mississippi, but she's from like, like it doesn't get more much more south than where she's from she's like from right at the southern edge of mississippi which is right above uh parts of louisiana um so she's she's deep south yeah um and this is like i think maybe the first time we've ever heard her reference it or even like really interact with that in any way
0: yeah yeah kind of and I kind of appreciated it and i don't know what e- even with the banjo yeah
1: i don't know what bearing it really has on the song
0: I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it's supposed to. I think it's just a sort of a hip hop kind of moment that she gets to do, which is like I. I gotta say something in the beginning of this song. I guess. I guess I'll just uh, do a quick little shout out. Mm-hmm. Also, she's she naked. She's soaking wet. Strip tease like a mm, dripping sweat. So she's like she's taken off all of her clothes at this club, which I think is technically harassment <laughs> to everyone it's a crime or a misdemeanor at least
1: <laughs> the hor- get the horny police involved <laughs> yeah uh
0: so there's that you want to listen to that rap first
1: oh i do i definitely do
2: she so uh, body that i can't forget it out there yeah Became
0: yep. The Ying Ying twins are so uh, incredulous so much of the time. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> or hard of hearing.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, just one of them just like has an ear trumpet and he's just wandering around going, What? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Speak up. Come again. <laughs> That's
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that as one of their <laughs> <nine> man. <monsters. laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: nice, dearie. <laughs> uh, okay, so we should talk about Toxic.
1: Yes, we should. This Maybe is... her last enormous single. Yeah.
0: Um, before, before we do that, can you just play the sound sample from Breathe On Me real quick? There's just like very sexual... S- song, but there's this really strange little lyric in it, and I think it's worth talking about just for a moment. Okay.
2: Uh, Anagami is the way to go. Ah! Just put your lips together and blow. Uh...
1: Huh. I didn't notice that when I was listening to the album the first time,
0: so this song's sort of about like um intentional kind of consensual sexual withholding mm-hmm. and not touching and just breathing, edging, and like having a very sensory experience, and then she just throws that in there, and it's like, this is really strange, yeah, monogamy's the way to go
1: <laughs> it's It sounds like abstinence till marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it really does sound like some weird like propaganda. <laughs> Like that Simpsons episode where they're like, "Join the Navy."
0: Um, one time in high school, um, one of my girlfriends who I was having sex with at the time joined um Stars Star, um, which was the cable Students
1: channel. Students
0: today aren't ready for sex. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: which,
0: which technically should have been Starfs Starfs, <laughs> which I think would have been much. That's better.
1: actually better. They could have made it a more tortured acronym and and eventually expanded into starfish.
0: I'm not trying to put her on blast or anything. I just like, I just, I mean, the issue is the organization, not her. I mean, maybe she was expressing that
1: even though she was having sex, she didn't feel ready for it.
0: I, maybe she was saying that. I think she was just sort of like, just trying to, I don't think she was trying to scare and straight the kids or anything. (laughs)
1: Don't be like me. Don't be like me. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up with this guy. Ew.
0: I'm aware, but this guy he doesn't really know how to have sex yet. <laughs> He'll figure it out eventually, but uh, you know, <laughs> he really doesn't know what he's it.
1: doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Monogamy's the way to go. That just that it's phrasing. Way to go. That phrasing is like is like seeing an anti-drug PSA from the 80s. Like <laughs> sobriety's the way to go. You won't see me touching yeah. any of those drugs.
0: Just say no to multiple sexual partners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about toxic. Toxic. <laughs>
1: I am. Um, this is a very interesting, so- like even on a lyrical level. This is a very interesting song. Um, yes, because throughout the song, she's kind of conflating these two ideas. She's conflating the idea of poison, and she's conflating the idea of essentially a drug. And this person, this guy, she says, um, is gets her addicted to the taste of his lips, uh, but. that's like he's toxic and she becomes addicted to it. And throughout the song, I'm like, okay, those are not the same thing, right? Like you don't get addicted to a straight up poison, but then at the very end, she really ties it together when she says, intoxicate me now with your loving. And I'm, and I'm, it's brought back together. I'm like, oh yeah, we have that word intoxicate, which, yeah, which itself like conflates those two weird things that are not necessarily related
0: right yeah it's uh it's sort of like a it's almost like a max martinism it's mm-hmm. like technically these words fit together mm-hmm. but it is a little strange
1: yeah it's like it's like yeah taking the idea of intoxicating and like leaping off into toxic which is not necessarily like goes along but then again like isn't alcohol like kind of a poison or something in in some sense
0: i mean it is <laughs> yeah sure (laughs) I mean
1: I guess that that just like depends on what the definition of poison is Uh, substances that can cause death injury or harm to organs tissue cells and DNA well that sounds like alcohol yeah okay well I take it back can yeah
0: yeah um yeah let's look at the words wake up why don't you put on a little makeup you wanted to
1: ah shit (laughs) they hang on (laughs) You're li- you're thinking of toxicity. <laughs>
0: uh, I really I really didn't commit to that delivery. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry everyone. It's all good.
1: I'm At least I was there to
0: myself. Right, just t- suicide.
1: <laughs> At least I recognized where you're going and was was able to name the connection.
0: Thank fucking god. The toxicity um, of
1: our city, of our city. Hey, why yeah. do you own the world? It, 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 why it, do you own disorder? Disorder.
0: <laughs> it is interesting that like this word has in the last few years has has this whole new meaning, this cultural yeah. meaning, um, and I feel like kind of, kind of, kind of fits with. It, it gives new meaning to this song.
1: It makes it sound um, like an abuser that uh like entraps her with abuse and make like like uh what's the, what's the word for like how people um. Like, take away people's support systems so they feel like they have to stay with the abuser. what Like, right. that dynamic. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, but she doesn't actually, like, say that he is a toxic person. She's just sort of saying that, like, the effect that he has on her is toxic. Um, right. Uh, I think we should talk about this chorus chord progression. I think it's mm-hmm. a really interesting chord progression.
1: Yeah. Apparently, um, those, like, high-pitched strings are sampled from a bollywood song.
0: Well, it is very bollywood, isn't, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really catchy. It is. It's it's interesting. I I didn't know it was sampled. But yeah, chord progression.
0: Okay, so this song is in <clears throat> C minor. Um and here is the chord progression of the chorus. Da, 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 da. So it's this long chord progression where you think it's going to be the same four chords, but then it changes. It goes C minor to E flat. Um, Which is the relative major. Mm -hmm. Does that classic Britney Spears thing. But it doesn't just do the relative major. It's not like we're ending there. It actually does a dominant 7 chord on the relative major. Which is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Because um, that puts a D flat up top. um, Which is not part of... It's not a diatonic note Mm -hmm. to C minor. So... You know it's going to go somewhere next. You think it's going to be... You think it's going to be this chord, the A-flat chord. But Mm -hmm. instead, it goes down to a D7 chord, a D-dominant 7 chord. Uh, Just (laughs) not a chord that you typically hear in uh, the key of C minor. And then it goes down chromatically um, to a D-flat dominant 7 chord. And then it goes back down to C minor and then it actually goes where you think it's going to to that A flat 7 and then to G7 um, so I think it's just like I think that's the the harmonic expectation in the song is a lot of the reason why it's so catchy because mm-hmm. it's it's always introducing a resolution and a new tension at the same time Mm-hmm you know, going to a major chord, but it's not just a major chord, it's a dominant seven that needs to be resolved. And then it moves, um, it resolves, but not, uh, it it keeps doing these deceptive resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just like a really smart song. And it takes a while to get to that final five dominant seven chord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... I think it's just like a really, uh, a really catchy song for the chord progression um, and the way that it handles uh, harmonic instability, mm-hmm. but, but not too much that leaves, it doesn't ever leave anyone, you know, um, kind of anchorless. Mm-hmm. It always leaves you sort of like, okay, I got to the next rung in the ladder. Now I need to get to the next one. Um, so it kind of strings you along and, um, I think the, the melody is just really pretty too. Like just starting a melody. That's a D mm-hmm. on top of a C minor chord, you know, and the C minor chord does not have a D in it. Mm-hmm. Um, just those like little, little things just make this song really engaging. And I, I don't, I don't think I heard anything else like this at the time. Like it doesn't feel like it's hopping on some sort of bandwagon. It feels exciting in some of the ways that like Max Martin's songs for her felt exciting at the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, oh, this is a new, a new sound.
1: Yeah. But it's not quite as like oversaturated. Um, Yeah. It doesn't sound like, uh, like five other Backstreet Boys and NSYNC songs (laughs) that we already know of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that um, that Bollywood string sting is so catchy. It's like so dramatic.
1: It really is. Um, is it, it? Are they are they dissonant, Cameron, to the song? Is that how you describe them? Like, why why is um, it so dramatic?
0: You know, I don't think they're particularly dissonant. It's just they they all stay in the in in the key of C minor. Mm-hmm. I think it's just G. D, E flat, D, C, Do, uh, So, Do, uh, So, Re, Me, Re, Do. You know, it's just kind of a minor scale. I think the drama comes from the volume. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're overdriven a little bit, Mm -hmm. or like the input levels are too high. It feels like a whole orchestra. Like, there's a lot of them, Mm -hmm. but but like they're mixed closer than they should be. There's a lot of... I think it's... uh, And and then I think they all have like intense vibrato. Uh,
1: Oh, uh-huh. So
0: yeah hmm. I, th- I think that's why
1: yeah cool song um yeah i think we've like covered basically uh all the lyrics all the stuff i had to say about the lyrics should we move on
0: yeah um so <laughs> there's an r kelly song mm-hmm. outrageous maybe we should talk about r kelly okay. for a minute yeah not too much
2: <laughs> and if you don't like it then <laughs> Over here, hey, come hey, to hey, me, church. Hey, go hey. in my underwear. Let's go with this big show. It's outrageous. My it's, outrageous. It's, outrageous. My it's outrageous when I'm on the body. Outrageous when I'm out of party. Outrageous when I'm sexy. Outrageous when I'm on the scene. It's outrageous. My sex drive. My
1: this is an interesting song, especially knowing that R. Kelly wrote it. Um it seems like the text of the song is explicitly like claiming her self determination, um, especially in Mm -hmm. terms of her sexuality. And she's saying like, yeah, I own my sexuality. Um, but it's outrageous to people in larger culture and yes. Um, outrageous when I move my body, outrageous in my sexy jeans. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's interesting. The idea of R Kelly, um, romanticizing or lionizing that kind of behavior when the thing that he does has done over and over and over again is taking um uh girls that uh like girls that are too young Mm -hmm. um and sometimes like literally not women just girls Mm -hmm. and um sort of uh controlling them and having weird sex cults with them Mm -hmm. and uh uh owning owning them and having control over their entire lives so
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's so a
0: complicated a complicated <laughs> man
1: <laughs> he's a complicated man yes um yeah jumped over drama and i landed on my feet gotta keep going no stopping I, me
0: i think that's pretty good yeah i mean i think this song is pretty ef- effective mm-hmm.
1: in that in that way it has it has a a pretty kinky image um media over here coming through like a world premiere trench coat and my underwear. Let's go with this freak show. Uh, that's a very interesting image to evoke because that's the image of like the flasher of like the creepy man who like goes around, like opening his trench coat and like flashes you, uh, and gets off on it. And to like explicitly evoke that or invoke that rather while, um, talking about how she owns her sexuality is kind of a weird thing to do. Yeah. Um it's it's almost like a reverse flashing because like the paparazzi are like <laughs> reverse flashers. <laughs> but then she's like kind of catering to them with like the trench coat and the underwear. It's like I don't know how to unpack that.
0: Yeah, so yeah, this is sort of about her her persona as like being a famous person. Mm-hmm. As being someone that uh gets reactions. Mm-hmm. Whether that's her girls feeling her or outrageous, general outrage. <laughs> but uh I don't think it really like explores that idea in in ways that I'm particularly interested in. It's just sort of uh it's it's more showing than telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it 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 keeps trying to make B girl a thing. Like as a
1: B like boy, but a B-girl? <laughs> I don't
0: think it is that. I think it's just like hey, it's B girl
1: oh yeah that's b comma girl <laughs> or wait is, wait is, are you saying that is it like a, a addressing a girl or is it or is it a compound like that's who i am i'm b girl
0: yeah i think that's what it is outrageous that's b girl uh, hyphen B hi, capital b hyphen girl
1: ah uh, yeah and there's never mistakes in the genius especially when it comes to punctuation well, so <laughs> <laughs> gotcha uh, you did, yeah, no, you're Um
0: right. there's an itch- so this whole song harmonically um it uses this um I don't know like uh <laughs> I feel like this song is sort of trying to use um orientalisms, if you will, mm-hmm. like it's trying to take a scale that sounds foreign, hmm um like uh one that uses um like da da de, da da da, de, da a real arabian nights kind of ska- kind of scale yeah. um and it uses that um in the background vocals outrageous it goes flat two to one mm-hmm. um and then it has this little uh ethnic flute Mm-hmm. I'm saying all of these things tongue in cheek. <laughs>
1: there's there's big time air quotes on what he's saying. Uh you guys can't see yeah, it, but I like, see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: in the flute's going like M-ba-a-a. It's doing all these like trills that are you know on the non Western notes. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's kind of uh it's kind of interesting, but And I I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. It was just sort of a fad, I think, at the time in hip-hop music and R&B music Mm -hmm. um, to play around with that kind of sound. Um, Because there is a drama in it, um, it, which is why, you know, those cultures figured that out Mm -hmm. before us. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the drama is a lot more nuanced in the actual intonation of, you know, anyway... I don't. I'm out of my death talking about that, that. kind of thing. The interesting thing that happens in the song is that it's using those kind of colonial ideas of, of like ethnic scales, mm-hmm. um, and then it goes into just a more straight up. I, I call it like a parallel major because it's just like a. a it goes into like a Western major scale kind of moment. Mm. Um, a little bit later, I took a sound sample of that so we can hear the transition.
1: It's like a Michael Jackson song all of a sudden so. Yeah, it really is Damn, that's a good Yeah, that's a good point It does sound like Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like,
0: like um uh, homie. It's almost the same chord mm-hmm. progression too mm-hmm. Yeah I will be there I think that's what it's called uh, Yeah, so uh Yeah Kind of interesting song um, definitely stood out. Definitely noticed R. Kelly's name on it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, um,
0: do you have anything else to say about this song, or should we talk about mm, Touch of
1: My Hand? Not really. Let's definitely talk about Touch of My Hand. All right, we gotta. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. I can drop bite, And I'll teach
2: myself to flow I love myself. It's not a sin. I can't control what's happening. Cause
1: just with this is another song that sounds very um kylie minogue to me like even like the way she sings mm. sounds very kylie minogue also um i think this is probably my favorite singing of hers I do have a sound sample like it, from a Kylie song. If you want to hear just a little snippet, oh no, please, yeah, yeah, this is. I think this is from "Come Into My World."
2: Yeah,
1: that particularly like kind of breathiness in the singing, and then the beats, of course, like those kind of like um plonky synth notes, and that uh, like yeah, uh, that kind of technoish beat. I love a plonky synth. Plonky synth. Um, This song is about masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And
0: and, and specifically, like, uh, or at least, uh, I guess, assigned female masturbation. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the touch touch of my hand.
1: Um, As we all know, in male bodies, the hand is not involved, so... (laughs)
0: it's it's fo- it's focusing on like uh, uh i don't even want to go there i think you know what i fucking mean <laughs> thank you very much uh yeah um starts right off the top i'm not of i'm not ashamed of the things that i dream mm-hmm. i find myself flirting with the verge of obscene into the unknown i will be bold i'm going to places i can be out of control mm-hmm it's kind of amazing yeah uh, like there's so much agency in the in this song, and like she's she's potentially she says in in this quote um at the uh, at the end of, she's talking about this song, she says, and you know, I think it's an empowering thing for girls, you know, mhm-, yeah, and it's like fuck like I wish I had heard this song mm-hmm. <laughs> like as a kid yeah
1: exactly she she literally just straight up told me she straight up I love myself, it's not a sin.' Which is uh, directly yeah. the opposite of, of. I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking for you, but at least what I was taught.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, th- I think there's just that one paragraph that she starts the song with. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's starting off the song saying like this is not this song is not about uh, uh, getting you horny thinking about me touching myself it's not when I think about you I touch myself right you know yeah um, well, not that there would be anything wrong with that um but the point the point Seinfeld. of the song is about <laughs> is about her uh, control
2: mm-hmm.
0: and about um agency
2: because
0: mm-hmm. she's saying um I'm going to places I can be out of control mm-hmm because of this, of these boundaries that I've set up mm-hmm. for myself. Right. She's like, I'm doing this so that I can have the fantasies that I want without having to, in this moment, like risk um, someone getting involved that might, um, that maybe I can't trust to go here with me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. which I think is a really powerful idea, like for people with, you know, with it, any, any person with any body right or any gender you know it's just like um what uh, uh, because i just discovered imaginations taking over another day without a lover the more i come to understand the touch of my hand
1: yeah and that's a really interesting line because i think in a in a weaker song it would be a lament like ah god it's another day without a lover and so i gotta like resort to this but no that's not what she's saying she's saying that like each new day where she doesn't um get involved with anyone else that's like a way that she is able to know herself on a deeper level um, yeah which is a really interesting thing to say, especially like you know given if you say another day without a lover and a pop song you you like start thinking like oh this person is lamenting how they're single and everything um yeah it's uh and she she like explicitly expands on it uh, in the second verse. Um, the small of my back, the arch of my feet lately, I've been noticing the beautiful me it's all in my skin and I'm, I'm all in my skin. Sorry. And I'm not going to wait. I'm into myself in the most precious way. Uh, yeah, it's, this is self love in so many meanings of that yeah. term. Maybe, <laughs> maybe all, maybe all <laughs> the meanings of that term. Yeah. Uh, it's,
0: it's a, yeah, it's not, not, ero- uh, it's not non erotic, like, right? It's definitely very erotic, but it's, it's, it's not. I always appreciate songs that are that are erotic for the singer, and it's like I'm not trying to manipulate you into feel, feeling something. I'm expressing myself, and this is for me, right? And I'm allowing you to witness. And you get to decide how to react.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, that's the opposite of how sexuality appears in most pop music or or most pop culture, even, which is uh, kind of a cynical. Um a uh, bid to make the audience feel erotic feelings um yeah. whereas the the person making that bid may be just totally un unerotic about it um but this is sort of the opposite where it's like, yeah, I am sort of inhabiting my eroticism, and yeah you can- you can like view it and engage with it, but I'm not here just to like titillate you
0: yeah and and again it's I'm not. <laughs> like culture is like messy you know and it's like I, I don't want to say that there's something wrong with making art that is supposed to titillate um, mm-hmm. but yeah, me just either. saying that that the overabundance of art that is about that kind of points to a systemic problem which yeah. is that sex in our culture is inherently coercive mm-hmm. um, I always think about there's this scene in the dispossessed um the, the novel Fantastic by book. Ursula K le Guin what probably my favorite book so good um and uh there's <laughs> uh i don't know how to like not go down a huge rabbit hole but basically it's like a uh, the main character is from an uh kind of an, uh, an anarchist utopia of sorts a bleak utopia yeah, um, um and he goes to kind of the home world. It's a sci-fi novel and he goes to the home world, which is this, um, capitalist fascist, well, well a collection of capitalist and fascist States, right. um, that, uh, but he gets this sort of, uh, fellowship at a university and he, get, you know, they release him to do the cool science work that he wants to do that. There's no time to do on the anarchist collective. World. Right. Uh, so
1: cause are anyway, just trying to survive and the anarchist he collective. And, he,
0: yeah sorry he he ends up uh going to um he ends up going to this dinner party um with a bunch of like bougie people Mm -hmm. and he essentially ends up um sexually assaulting a woman at this party Mm -hmm. because um and oh, this is so tricky to talk about out of context, mm-hmm. but essentially he's <laughs> like true. Ursula K. Le Guin is saying that like in a culture with no sexual repression, high context, repressed sexuality and expression of repressed sexuality, um, like is completely foreign and baffling. Right. And I think that k- kind of the, Kind of the point that she's trying to make in this scene of this, like, protagonist who ends up sexually assaulting this female character, um, at this party, uh, is she's not trying to shame this female character as much as she's just sort of saying, like, this is the way that, uh, our culture works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the way that sexuality in our culture works, which is like, there is, there is consent is so, um, obscured. Because, um, right. it is, it is a sin to even consent. Um, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the whole, um, baby, it's cold outside, uh, moral panic. Yeah. Of, you know, the last 10 years or whatever. You know, it's like, well, this song is about being in a high context culture where you can't consent and you have to have all these high context ways right. of finding consent
1: there's and you, you can't say yes up. So, but you so you have to find the way to say no that means yes
0: yeah and it's you know i mean there's a, the depiction endorsement you know dichotomy is is a whole other thing you know yeah. and it's like we all agree that it's fucked up but yeah anyway um i think this song is really special because it's it's actually offering something else Mm -hmm. um, into the conversation, which is just like, she even goes like, it's this song so intelligent. Like, and I Mm -hmm. don't want to explain tonight all the things I've tried to hide. She's talking about the, the emotional labor that comes with having sex with, uh, other people, Mm -hmm. uh, having sexual, you know, expressing your sexuality with other people. It's work. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course you don't always want to do it. Sometimes you need, you need or want to have a sexual experience and, uh, there's no room for someone else because, um, you don't have the time necessary to make the room for them or the energy or the desire or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's, it's just laid out there. It's valid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just like really impressed by this song. I also think that it's interesting that this song is written by Britney Spears. And then just as far as I can tell, uh, it looks like a team of, of cis men. Yeah. Obviously I'm not sure, just like looking at these profile pictures, but um I I I kinda like can't believe that like she has this like, you know, this team of like you know probably punch up writers on her song mm-hmm. and they didn't fuck it up exactly um, so I, I, I don't I don't I, know I, who's to be credited with that you know Britney Spears for standing up for herself or this team of men that somehow were sensitive enough to understand her vision for this song and to help her make it a reality like I it's just this song's kind of a miracle I think
1: it really is I cannot imagine a a dude in 2003 like the average dude who is over the age of probably 30 let's say i cannot imagine him like engaging with the song on anything more than just like a horny level of like oh yeah. she's she's touching herself oh that's so hot this is about me right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah in, in a word yes yeah, so that's <laughs> that's what i'm getting at yeah <laughs> uh so yeah i i agree it's is definitely a miracle that that's this that this song exists in this form um, yeah. Yeah. What an interesting song. Yeah. I, I agree with yeah. what you said about it earlier that it's like one of the more interesting songs that we've tackled. Um, yeah, also, this just is- like
0: musically, like the performance, the arrangement, it's so tender. It's so like compassionate and caring. Um, it's just like so interesting. It's, so, it's just executed so well on every level. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's so bizarre, you know, like the things that become the moral panic, the things that become the conversation, and it's like, why weren't people talking about this song?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I I feel like this song became like almost like a uh like a, a trivia or a joke. It's like, yeah, did you know Britney Spears has a song about masturbation? <laughs> right. I feel like that's that's the only way i've ever heard of this song is like on yeah. you know top 10 britney facts you didn't know about or whatever
0: yeah as opposed to like is this like one of the most uh emotionally intelligent songs about human sexuality that has ever like <laughs> <laughs> been by one of these top 40 artists like ever <laughs> yeah ever it's just like right underneath WAP,
1: you know yeah it's uh it's it's it feels ahead of its time and maybe ahead of this time um which is also something we were just saying about the movie legally blonde um on our uh weekly mini show for supporters called what's in the box weekly um, which you can get access to by going to our patreon and giving us just a paltry pittance um yeah legally blonde in a similar way feels like is way ahead of its time and uh is probably even more subversive or progressive than we are now. Um, actually, to that end, I, I do want to point out um, that someone recently was having trouble uh, getting access to our bonus material. And I want to point out oh, that no. if, if anyone is having trouble or if anyone is thinking about uh, supporting us, um, what you can do is, once you gain access to it, if you go to the page for our show and you click on the little tab that says My Membership, Right at the top there, it'll say your benefits, and there will be a box that says the pro- Patreon page. Patreon page. Yeah, sorry. What, what did I say?
0: Well, you should just the, set oh, the page. Okay. It's not boxset.website. It's website.
1: Precisely. Yeah. So it's uh, the yeah. Patreon page, my membership. There is a private RSS link. Um, and that will, what you can do with that is you take that RSS link, and I think basically any podcast player allows you to yep. put that RSS link in, and then you can get your. Uh, you know all the private paywalled materials right in your pod snatcher of choice, um, and it's way <laughs> easier. <that> <laughs> snatch up. that pod up. It's way easier. You don't have to go to the Patreon like website to listen or engage with any of this stuff. You don't yeah. have to download or the-
0: download the Patreon app. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, just wanted to point that out for all of our bonus materials. And uh, if y'all have any trouble, just uh, hit us up, and we'll we'll uh, we'll yeah. figure something out.
0: We we understand that like any internet errand is cumbersome yes but it really is a set it and forget it kind of thing just like signing up for the patreon <laughs> and by the way nathan mm, what a what a beautiful trans seamless spicy meatball of a transition mm, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> i'm a chef and i'm gonna kiss you <laughs> that's how that works right
1: yeah that's what the chef kiss means kiss mm. the cook my compliments to the chef <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of which, uh, I found a bunch of, believe it or not, morel mushrooms in my backyard. And I want to go cook them and drink some wine and eat some cheese with them. So mm-hmm. uh, let's let's close it up. Okay. With that little brag. With that little brag.
1: A little brag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very, very uh, rare to get morels growing in your own damn backyard. So you lucky duck is what I have to say yeah. to that. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with Britney Spears' next album. It's 2007, I believe. Um, shit! This, oh, wow. Uh, there's a four-year gap. I think it takes a while. It's Blackout, and it is 2007, yeah. So there's a, there's a big gap. Um, and I think that's maybe where some of her troubles begin, or her public troubles began, or somewhere around there um right
0: that's around the
1: shaving of the head and um Mm -hmm. the
0: the reality show and right some some of that stuff
1: yeah Yeah. exactly so we'll talk about that next week in the meantime you can visit us online at boxset.website you can email us at email at boxset.website tweet us at top podcast uh go on that itunes write those reviews and jam those stars um those that helps us spread the word about the show you can also directly spread the word about the show if there's people in your life that you think uh might be interested in um a show that takes these artists seriously on a level that a lot of people a lot of other pop culture properties don't take them seriously um i mean i don't think we're the first people to take britney seriously (laughs) Uh, especially recently, but we're maybe some of the no, first people. We are
0: the, we are the internet's only hot take machine. Period. <laughs> End of story.
1: I I'm comfortable saying we are among the very, very few tiny minority of people who have ever taken Smash Mouth seriously in any way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh shit! They are one of the artists
1: we've um, Yeah, yep.
0: and you can just tell people about the show, or if you really want to go above and beyond. Um, give them a sexy dancing testimony.
1: Yeah, <laughs> please do. And if you want to share it with us too, we'd be—we wouldn't turn you down. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, and then the, let's let, let's start a viral join trend our here. Only fans. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's start a uh sexy podcast recommendation dance challenge um and we'll just like make it go viral on youtube and then uh, at the end of the dance you can get a bucket of cold water poured on you or whatever you have to do for these things and then you challenge someone else to do it and they have to do it or however that works you know just make it happen whatever uh, uh
0: how many people do you think have twerked to the cereal theme
1: <laughs> not zero
2: ding, ding, ding,
1: ding, not zero ding. cameron
0: it's a little slow
1: <laughs> you can do a slow twerk kind of nice bitch, i need tempo <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um yeah you can uh, and if you want to support us even more even more directly you can go to support.boxset.website and get access to all those juicy bonus materials that we were telling you about just a minute ago uh, including this week's episode of what's in the box weekly our weekly mini show for supporters in which i talked about how great legally blonde is and cameron talked about
0: I talked about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: Yes. Um, and I want you to know, Cameron, that I always throw to you when discussing our, our weekly bonus show. And sometimes it's because, you know, I really just like to get you to chime in. And, you know, it's two of us collaborating. But oftentimes it's literally because I completely forgot what you talk about. And it's hard enough to remember <laughs> what I talked about.
0: Ah, <laughs> cats out of the bag. I'm just willingly. that dumb
1: yeah <laughs> all right oh one more thing you should also listen to cameron's other podcast it's called get up in the cool oh, go do it already it's good do it now it has like music and stuff in it and interviews and yeah. all kinds of cool shit yeah. all right well until next week i've been nathan Nut, and i'm feeling my britches
0: i have been cameron dewitt and here's my long form skank certificate <laughs>
1: Stackolee was a bad man. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Just well, talking. We're talking about Stackolee. Who <laughs> <I> said that? <laughs>